Siddur Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family, to whom we're so grateful. In memory of their patriarch, Joseph Saka. Our learning is also for Rafua Shlema, Esther Tehilabas, Ariel Tzipora, Carmel Shai Ben Rezel. And we uh, continue to encourage you. We're running our BRS Global Campaign. If you're a member, you do your part. If you're not a member and you're davening here, you're benefiting. If you're listening to the Siddur Snippet online, you're benefiting. So please show your uh, gratitude, brsonline.org slash global, brsonline.org slash global. We're on our way through the Yatsev and Nachem and Yashar, the 15 words that begin with the letter Vav, that correspond with Moshe, this parsha, Pekudei, the omission, the uh, failure to value the role of the Vav HaChibor, the connectors of the Vav. We compensate, we make up for it with these 15 words, Vav, and all these seeming synonyms, these adjectives, Conclude what are these things? All of these things are a description of Shema. Kriyashma is Vyatsev. Kriyashma is certain. It's Nachon, it's correct. It's Vikayam. It is immutable, it's enduring. It is Yashar. It is straight. And that is what we're up to, Yashar. So, what does it mean, Yashar? These are words we say each and every day. They're worth knowing, not just to rattle them off in one breath but to be mindful and present and to actually think about what each of these words mean. How are we describing Shema in our relationship with Shema in our relationship with Torah? So we're drawing from the Siach Yitzchak and the uh, insight of the Abar Benel. The Yashar means, Torah is logical. Torah makes sense. We encounter Torah, which is difficult. You're learning the daf these days. Last few blat and chagiga are difficult. They're complicated. There are aspects of Torah that require us to toil and to dive into. And yet, it's yashar. In the end of the day, the words are straightforward. They make sense. It's a system that has a internal logic. V'neeman. So writes the siyach Yitzchak, Ko yude atorah v'avtachas Hashem Yisbarach ne'emanam v'amitim b'inenu. Ne'eman means that they're faithful. Torah is ne'eman. It's ne'eman. It has faithfully served us. Whatever promises, whatever prophecies, they've come true. Hashem is there. He's reliable. He's dependable. He's ne'eman. Moshe Rabbeinu is described as b'chobesi ne'emanu. Others are described, we wish, our dream, our hope for a young couple. They should build a bias ne'eman. Ne'eman means reliable, dependable, predictable. Whatever was promised, it should be fulfilled. It should be a place which is, they should be people who are faithful. So we are describing Shema, but by extension, really all of Torah is Ne'eman. So a few examples. Torah makes several promises that only the Torah can make. Chalila, those who suggest the Torah was written by a man or committee of men, why in the world would men who are trying to advance this Torah as being something from God, why would they make assertions or promises that only God ful- could fulfill, for example. We had a speaker recently, she was on behind the beam, a farmer, Alana Twig, who's observing Shemitah in Israel. Torah says that if you observe Shemitah, you'll grow enough in the sixth year for the sixth, seventh, and eighth year. She described in her own life how she saw that come true and happen. But why would the Torah assert that? Why would it make the promise that if you keep Shemitah, you'll grow enough in the sixth, for the sixth, seventh, and eighth year? Torah tells us that to be a kosher fish, you need fins and scales. Any animal with fins has scales. Why in the world would the Torah say that? If it were a group of people, God forbid, a person who wrote the Torah, why would they make such a promise or prediction? How long would Torah last until you found the first fish 
with fins but no scales. The Torah can only say it because it's authored by the Almighty, by the Ribbonu Shalolam, who created the world and knows the truth. And in fact, since the Torah was first transmitted, the Torah's promises, both about the exceptions to split hooves and, and uh, chewing cud, or fins and scales, it's been proven true. No matter how much we've conquered the world, no matter how much we've analyzed the animal kingdom, it remains true, that which the Torah told us. So therefore, and there are many other examples, evidence, so to say, of the divine authorship of Torah, that's what we mean when we say the words v'ne'eman, that what the Torah tells us is trustworthy, it's reliable, it's been proven true, it's come true, it's prophecies and it's predictions. Ve'av v'chaviv. What does that mean? Ve'av v'chaviv. So the Torah is beloved. Kriya Shema is beloved. We have a love for Shema. We have a love for Hashem. We should never say that we are coerced. We are forced. We're held captive. Our relationship with Torah is not a reaction or response to coercion. Our relationship with Torah is not because we have no other choice. It's of. It's love. It's beloved. We have a beloved, affectionate relationship. V'chaviv. And it's cherished. Chavivim, chaviva, avam, ufleges. Varaya, shanu mosem nafshenu akim atora. Velomen asimli natsem yad tsarina ide bitula chas vashalom. Says the Siach Yitzchak, the Barbanel. The evidence it's chaviv is we look for opportunities to connect with Torah, not to escape it. Individuals are moser nefesh. Look around at Kla Yisrael. Consider Jewish tuition as an example. It's chaviv. People are willing to expend and to compromise, to spend enormous amounts of money, to be most nefesh, to make tremendous sacrifices for the continuity of Torah. That's all of the chaviv. It is beloved and it's cherished. There's a chavivus for it. There's a chavivus. We're not forced, we're not coerced. It's by choice. It's voluntary and elective. And more than that, there is a loving and affectionate relationship. V'nechmad v'noim. We also describe Shema v'nechmad v'noim. What does that mean? There are things that are nechmadim, but not ni'imim. There are things that are ni'imim and not nechmadim. Nechmad means desirable. We want it. We want gold and silver. We want riches, but they're not ni'imim. And on the other hand, there are things that are ni'imim. They're pleasant. They're pleasant, but they're not necessarily nechmadim. They're not necessarily valuable. Torah and Shema are both nechmadim and ni'imim. They are nechmad. They're desirable. Shema is more desirable to us than gold and silver. You know, your money or your life, your money or your religion, Jewish people throughout history and we today make tremendous compromises and sacrifices with our resources because our relationship with the Torah is, uh, supersedes, it's much greater than in fact our resources. So that is nechmod. V'na'im means pleasant. Every word gives us a pleasure, is enjoyable. It's pleasant, it's pleasurable, it's na'im. Continue with Hashem. In the meantime, don't forget to join the global campaign, brsonline.org slash global.